Praise the Lord. I, uh, I am old enough to remember that uh, Memorial Day was a day of uh, decoration. That's what they called it in my day. And we went to Sunday school as kids, and my mom would get us ready, and uh, we wore a, a poppy, a little red poppy. We should put that on us, pin it on us, or however we all had these uh, little uh, poppies that we wore. And a poppy is uh, a symbol to remember that we went through the Civil War and the First World War and the Second World War, that uh, individuals died and uh, gave their lives for you and I to have freedom. So that was a symbol of, of, uh, that, uh, of freedom, symbol that to remember. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm glad that uh, Memorial Day is a day for us to remember those who uh, have uh, given their lives the ultimate sacrifice for you and I to be here. Also, I remember that um, I didn't have the words right because we didn't know what the meaning was, but it w went something like this. In Flanders fields, the poppies blow between the crosses row on row that mark our place and in the sky the larks still bravely singing fly. Scarce heard amid the guns below, we are the dead short days ago. We lived and felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders Field. Some of you may remember that. Uh, I remembered the first part of it. Uh, we memorized in Flanders Fields, the poppies flow below. We thought, blow, go. Grow. We thought grow is the best thing, but it's blow. And uh, we had, um, in fact, uh, Sister Joe Strand's uncle, we have uh, in our home, we have a picture of him. Name was Uncle Nelson Cannon. And uh, he joined in, I think, 1942 war, went into the Navy, and his ship was torpedoed. Uh, and he stayed on a raft for seven days before they rescued him. They sent him back to the States for 10 days. Uh, then he was uh, called back into action, he went to, I think, the Arctic on a convoy of uh, ships to Russia filled with ammunition, and his uh, ship was bombed uh, by a German uh, plane bombed it, and uh, uh, he was killed uh, in action for one year. He was an MIA, missing in action, and then uh, for the next seven days, and they said, declared that he was uh, killed in action. Never did find him. And, and uh, so we have a picture of him in our home. Uh, why? To remember that he uh, gave his life. And many of you have individuals that have given their life, and uh, I think it's good for us to celebrate uh, and to remember uh, not only the individuals that are here that serve, but remember those that uh, have given their lives for 
this great country and our, our freedom. And so I, I uh, in lieu of that, I, I began to think. Uh, and so I came up with this title, A Good Soldier for Jesus Christ. So I'm going to put everybody here into the military. Whatever branch you want to be in, but you're going to be some kind of a soldier today, some kind of military man. I want to go to uh, 2 Timothy, second chapter, reading for you, third verse. Paul said to Timothy, and Paul, uh, in the first part of this chapter, Paul said, uh, used the word uh, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son. So in the gospel, Timothy uh, was like Paul's son. He treated him as a son and he felt this closeness, this bond. And so he wrote this to Timothy uh, and said uh, in the second chapter, third verse, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So every one of us are going to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now he said this in the fourth verse, no man there that warreth entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So, he said, I want you to be a good soldier. I never made it, only so far. I had entered Bible schools, St. Paul, my home, ABI, and the Korean War. Uh, was on. In fact, it was about the middle of that, and all of us had to register. We hit 18 years of age. I registered, and I, they called me in a few days. As far as I got for service was, went and took my physical and passed that, and then they sent me uh, the day, in fact, I got ready to go for boot camp. Uh, they sent me a letter and said, well, as long as you're in college, you're in school, we're going to defer you. Uh, for the next three or four years, uh, and so I was deferred. Uh, but passed my physical and was ready to go, and, and they said, uh, then stay in school, so which I did. Uh, but that's as, um, as far as uh, I got. That was then was called the draft. I didn't volunteer to go. They said, uh, you're going. Uh, and uh, so we all, at 18, we were... Uh, had to pass the physical, then we were ready to go. But uh, I'm glad we can volunteer to be a good soldier in uh, the army of the Lord. Uh, I had a um, individual tell me that <clears throat> what I have to be in service is uh, a good soldier. I said, oh, I understand that. But you uh, need to volunteer to be in this army of the Lord. If you, first thing you have to do is join. If you uh, haven't joined the army, this is a good time to join the army of the Lord. Good time to become a good soldier. And Paul told Timothy that uh, uh, in this verse that I read, therefore endure hardness, endure hardness as a good 
soldier of Jesus Christ. When you join this army, and when you join the military, Navy, Army, Air Force, whatever, when you join the military, you have to realize there's gonna be some problems. They may send you to a battlefield where it's pretty bad. May send you to someplace where uh, the war is pretty, pretty heavy, pretty heavy fighting. You, you understand that when you join and put on the uniform that there's going to be some trouble, some problems. And so Paul says to Timothy, when you get in this army, Timothy, realize that there's going to be some problems out there. And when you get in the army of the Lord, first of all, you have to realize there will be some valleys. There will be some problems, some trials, some troubles that you're going to go through. He said, you endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There will be some difficulties that I will go through. There will be some difficulties that you will go through. But you know what? We have a commander that has never lost a battle. We have a commander, thank God, that is on the throne. Thank the Lord. One that knows uh, the enemy and knows uh, how, for, how to help us get through uh, this. So he said, I want you to endure hardness. Know that there's some problems but you have a commander that has never lost a battle. Stay in there. Hold on. He said, no man uh, warreth entangled himself uh, with the affairs of this life. In other words, when I go into the, the army, when I join the army of the Lord, don't let anything interfere with your walk with God. He said, there will be some things that will come uh, to deter you, but he said, you stay a good soldier in this army. He said, yes, and we all have problems and difficulties uh, uh, that, uh, that we will go through. Uh, and you know what? When you, uh, when you get in the army of the Lord, when you get in the military army, and I have some in our church like here, and uh, I have one individual, young man, that every time I, I say something to him, he says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, still, still, the minute I said, just say thank you, brother. <laughs> just, but it, it's yes, sir, uh, all the time, still in. And whatever, if I tell him, look, at, take the, that trash out, pick up these books, do this. Yes, sir. Always. And um, you know what? When you get in the army of the Lord, just follow directions from the commander. Praise God. He said, repent of your sins. <laughs> Follow the command. He said, be buried in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins. Be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you get in this army, you just follow the commands of the, of the commander-in-chief, the general, and God. And he's told us to repent and be buried in his name and be filled with his spirit. And so uh, he tells them here, he said, endure, uh, endure hardness, uh, uh, endure this, this hardness as a good soldier and uh, don't get entangled with anything else. Follow the commands of the, the commander-in-chief. Uh, praise God. And so that's uh, uh, really, he's kind of telling us, 
whatever, when you get in this army, you don't quit. You don't stop. You don't get out of it. You stay in it. Frank, what? He that endureth unto the end shall be saved. So you stay in this wonderful army uh, that the Lord has put it in and us in. And it is a, uh, a command for you and I to be a good, good, good soldier uh, in uh, the army uh, of the Lord. Neither man, <coughs> neither no man that worth entangled himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him. The Lord's chosen us to be in this army. And I am, I am so glad, thank God, that uh, he has chosen us. And it's no wonder uh, in Hebrews it said, you don't get entangled. He said, lay aside every weight, every weight, every sin, every situation that would slow me down, that would cause harm. Put that aside. Lay it aside. Don't get entangled with all of this. Uh, I had a individual uh, in our in our church that spent right at three years as a prisoner of war in Korea, and I talked to him several times, and he said we we were asked to go beyond the 38th then they said back up and he said we were back and forth and one one of the trips we were went beyond the 38th and then the enemy surrounded us from the back and we could not get back and we were captured a group of us and he said i spent uh, almost three years as a prisoner of war. And uh, uh, then they finally, when the war was over and he came back, came back and was part of our pastoral staff uh, in our church for many, many years. And eventually uh, he passed away and his wife was still living and she moved uh, to another city from 50 some miles uh, from us. Uh, and while we were home, uh, she had called us uh, and four months ago and said, um, uh, I can't speak. And uh, uh, she was speaking in a whisper and said, I need you to come. And, and uh, said, the doctor has said, your lungs are uh, shot. They're just, uh, we, you're going to have to be on oxygen. And said, uh, said, I can't help you anymore. Said, your lungs are gone. And uh, she said, I want you to come see me, come. Uh, and uh, so uh, Sister Joseph and I went and uh, prayed with her and talked with her. And we did the talking and she just says, I can't, I can't speak. Last week, we got a text from her. She had moved from the city, moved to within about 15 miles from uh, the church now to her sons. And text my wife and said, I want you to come. Uh, I want you to come by before you go back to Ohio. So we went back and <clears throat> came in the home. And she said, Praise the Lord, brother and sister Shostrand. Came in the house, I said, what happened? She said, that's the same thing. Four doctors said I was in the hospital. Four doctors came in. She said, I woke up one morning and all of a sudden I could talk. 
She said, four of the doctors came in and said, what happened? She said, I don't know, it was a miracle. He said, we believe in miracles, but I want to know what happened. Was it the medicine? Was what happened to you that all of a sudden you were speaking like this and all of a sudden you can speak? She said, I don't know. Said, I just woke up this morning and I could talk. Said, but we did have a church praying, didn't have a pastor praying, didn't have some folks praying, but said, I don't know. And she had the staff kept coming by one at a time saying, we want to know what, what did we do? How did this happen? We believe in healing. We believe in miracles. We want to know. I don't know except that once I was blind, but now I see, I can give you an answer. Once I couldn't speak for four months, but now I can. Praise God. I'm still in the army of the Lord. Praise God. I'm still a good soldier. Thank God in the army. And you know what? The same God that performed that, she, and, and she was truthful. I don't know how it happened, but I do know that God performed a miracle. That same God is able to perform a miracle for you and I. Praise God. Let's just give him thanks. Lord, thank you for every blessing. Thank you for your goodness to us. I'm not going to read all of this, but I want to tell you that um, the Lord's given us some weapons. In Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and begins the tenth verse down to the 18th, he tells us, put on the whole armor of God. Gives us all the weapons that you and I need to put on. Thank God, why? To battle against the, the devil and the wiles of the devil. He tells us to put on all of this armor. And then uh, he said, I want you to understand and know about the devil. He said, what? In 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, he said, the devil is transformed into an angel of light. In 1 Peter 5, 8, he says that he is a roaring lion. So when in the military, they teach you uh, that you have to understand how strong, what the, where the enemy is and, and uh, what position they're in. And so the Lord says, I want you to know that he's transformed into an angel of light. I want you to know that he could be a roaring lion. That's the enemy uh, that uh, uh, he has. But then he said in Hebrews, the 13th chapter and 5th verse, he said, but I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I am the commander. I'm still the chief. Thank God I'm still there. And then he said in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, he said, but I'll make a way of escape for you. Praise God. So that's the, you know what, that's the kind of army that I, I want to be in, is one where, uh, where the commander and God said, put on this army and this armor and you'll make it. And God, I'm still in control here. I won't leave you nor forsake you. And God, know your enemy. He could be a lion. He could be an angel of light. Understand all of that. And then. The last part of that, uh, 2 Timothy, uh, 4th chapter, he sums it up. 4th chapter. We read this a lot, but, uh, for I am now ready to be offered, time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight, I finished my course. I have kept the faith. 
Folks, we're in a good fight. You're aware of that, and so am I. We're in a, we're in a, we're in a fight to the finish. But Paul said, look it, you're going to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You fight a good fight. And you finish the course. We're here to fight a good fight. We're here to finish. We're here to finish the course. I want to tell you a little story. When we first came to Lono, we did a lot of activities, and one of the activities was we took a bunch of the teens and kids to Magic Springs, and they have a lot of rides and a lot of activities for kids, and so we took a bunch of Sunday school kids to Magic Springs. And one little girl was about 10 or 11 years old. And that was with us, with the other group, probably 15 or 20 of us, kids. And they all wanted to ride the Ferris wheel. I hate Ferris wheels. <laughs> so I said, okay, so kids were getting in two, and I think they put two in one of those I call them buckets, seats that go around. And uh, this one little girl, about 10 or 11 years old, came my turn to get in, so I got in, and she got in with me. She's about 10 or 11. And she was just as happy as could be, and, and uh, so we went on. She didn't know that I hated the Ferris wheels, and I didn't know that she just loved them. And so she just was all bubbles and got in there, got in, and I was so quiet, and they put that bar over us and, and strapped us in, and here we go. And of course the kids were hollering, screaming, laughing, having a good time. And I got in, I was hanging on for dear life, because I, I hate them. And she saw that, and so she started rocking. <laughs> just rocking that. And I'd say, stop that, stop doing that. And she, the more I'd holler, the more she'd rock. And I started screaming, stop this Ferris wheel, let me off this Ferris wheel. And we'd go come down and I'd say, stop it. And the fellow just down there looking and the kids were screaming. And I'd say, get me off of here. And she just rocked out. Just had a time. About 10 or 11 years old. She was enjoying, I have the pastor, and I'm just having me a time. And I see that he doesn't enjoy this, and I'm, ha I'm having fun. <clears throat> She's never forgot that. Married, now a mother, fine, fine individual. While we were gone last week, she came back to church, repented, prayed, just a marvelous experience in God, called up, said, Brother Shulstrand, remember when I rocked that 
Ferris wheel. I said, oh yes, I've never forgotten that. She said, I want you to baptize me in Jesus' name. And you come down. Now this is what I told her. In church, last Wednesday, came in, she's, I said, are you ready to be baptized? She said, I am. So I told the church what she did, and they all knew it. And I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm baptizing her and I'm gonna hold her under the water <laughs> as long as I can. <laughs> and I did, it was my privilege after 30 years to baptize her from 10-year-old, 11-year-old little girl, came Sunday school child, came back and said, I want you to bury me in the name of the Lord. I did in Jesus' name. She came out, grabbed me and hugged me, lifted her hands and began to praise God and thank him. I've been buried in that name. What are you? I said, what are you doing? Name is Laura Beth. I said, Laura Beth, I'm joining the army of the Lord. I'm getting back. Thank God. I'm coming. Thank God. I don't want to leave this army. I want to be in it now. Thank God. I want to finish the course. I want to fight, thank God. And I thought, you know what? Listen, let me tell you what. I don't know where you are or what station you're in, but it doesn't make any difference whether you've been out of the army for 10 years or five years or 30 years for her, but decided to get back in and be buried in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and receive the gift of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, this is the greatest army to be in, is the army, and to be a good soldier in the army of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank uh, God, and I thought, oh God, there, there's not a reason for any of us, thank uh, God, to be outside this army. Join it, get into it. It's the best military. You have the best commander. He's never lost a battle. Thank God. We're in the best army. And you know what? We're going to finish the course. Thank God. We're going to finish this course. Why? We're a, to be a good soldier in the army of the Lord. Let's stand. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Sister Caitlin mentioned, <clears throat> we were called and asked to go by the hospital. Normally when you get a call to go by the hospital, the report is pray for me because I'm sick or I need this and that's the reason I'm in the hospital is pray that the Lord will uh, bless me, heal me, touch me, whatever. That's normally when you go by. And when we went by, and I told Sister Patricia, I said, uh, went by, and, and she gave us such a powerful, powerful, and Sister Caitlin mentioned that, gave us such a powerful testimony of the healing power of God. And I thought, well, usually you go by and it's, but this was, Lord did a miracle. The same God, the same God that did that this past week for her and Wednesday for this young lady is the same God that's here today. If you're out of the army, get in the army. 
thank God. If you've been wondering for 30 years, we'll bury you in the name of the Lord. Praise God. Doesn't make any difference where you are. This is the best army to be in. Thank God. And as closing, I just want us to come, thank God, and say, Lord, uh, I want to be in this army. I want to stay in this army. It's the best one to be in. Praise God.